Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. It's a Longhorn Notebook brought to you by Aaron Bowersock, your home loan expert and your Longhorn lender. See if she can do for you what she did for Linda and me, and that was to help get that home loan approval turned around in a snap. She is, after all, the person who can make that 10-day or less home loan approval guarantee. Check her out on the web at BowersockTeam.com, B-O-W-E-R-S-O-C-K, BowersockTeam.com. Before we get into talking about uh, Kansas and K-State, Craig, uh, we'll uh, we'll go ahead and hit this audio here, uh, this interview with Rodney Terry. Eddie made the point at one point in the second half. He says somebody just now walked in this building, said must have walked into a Big 12 game. Physical, uh, demanding, and what uh, you asked to your guys, boy, did they deliver in the second half. High-level basketball in a hostile environment. Uh, I'd like to give glory to God today for giving us this opportunity, man. We, uh, we've had some opportunities, and uh, I give our guys credit likewise uh, to come in and get something done on the road. And I just thought, you know, our two days of, of work that we had back home, I thought we really wanted the game back at home you know we counted on our defense in the second half and it really changed the game one thing i thought was important you called the timeout before the last sequence of the first half went down jabari gets fouled hits all three free throws cuts it from 14 to 11 then you come out on a 12-4 run to start the second half that was huge for us i mean we didn't play particularly well offensively the first half we knew that when we knew we were a better offensive team than what we showed we were kind of standing around and we didn't move the ball the way we wanted to and uh but we were at the end of the half and we brought it in at half time uh, we said hey guys we've got to come back we got to regroup and we got to put it on our defense we cut it to 11 okay this is going to be a game this is going to be a possession game down the stretch and uh, and our guys did that they come out and really put their will on those guys defensively and it completely changed the game incredible uh, half from CB and you get uh, Jabari gets his first double double and CB gets all 14 of his points and all six of his rebounds in the second half CB you know he really responded well at halftime at halftime we put the, the video we turned the ball over too many times in the first half as well I mean we had 11 turnovers we watched all our turnovers. I mean, a lot of those were on us, you know, uh, in terms of just, you know, trying to make, you know, tough plays when we shouldn't have. Just make the simple play and make the easy play, and they got a chance to see those. We also saw second chance opportunities with the rebounds, so I thought we cleaned all that up. We really got came out in the second half and sat down and guarded, and then we, we worked the offense. We didn't turn the ball over. We didn't try to make home run plays. We made simple base hits. Ronnie, sometimes offensively when you're not making shots, it doesn't look like you're executing. But I thought you were executing and missing shots, and you didn't panic. You stayed with it the second half, and I thought that was a big difference. We missed a lot of chippies. I mean, we had a lot around the basket. I mean, I think we missed four layups. Uh, we didn't show those because we knew we'd come back in the second half. We were going to make those in the second half. But, uh, but no, I thought our guys just hung in there. Uh, I said to our guys, one of the best wins I've been a part of uh, because our, our team, you know, they persevered and, and were, were very resilient uh, in the second half and just worked this game, again, in a very tough place 
place to play against a really good team. I got to believe this will be the most pleasant 85-mile bus trip that you'll ever going down the Kansas Turnpike down to Lawrence. How about to let fans know, since you and I talked at the start of the game about how unusual this two-game road swing is, you get the first one in the win column, and now you've got uh, a little over 48 hours before you play Kansas at Allen Fieldhouse. We'd love to be back in Moody right now. <laughs> I had him back to Moody, but you know what? You know, this time of year, our guys, and uh, I think everybody in college basketball, you just have to embrace, um, you know, this this time of year. You know, it's uh, it's February, uh, it's conference play, you know, and uh, uh, everybody's working hard and everybody's trying to compete at a high level. We know we're going to get a, a really good Kansas team on their home court, well-coached team, and uh, uh, we're going to come out and play and, and, and try to get a quick turnaround. Our staff will do a great job having our preparation work for uh, for our guys in terms of what we have to do. Yeah, and and uh, they, I mean, they jumped right into it, Jeff. Uh, they got on the bus, came down, uh, came down to Lawrence, uh, settled in. Uh, they fed the team, and uh, and uh, and then went right into uh, the video review of K State and getting ready uh, for uh, the matchup with Kansas and looking at things. And again, this is a very um, and I've seen it with every Texas coach. Don't don't get me wrong. Football, basketball, baseball doesn't matter the sport. Uh, but but this is a very uh, video study oriented group of coaches, and I, I've mentioned this on the air before. How uh, when they get on the plane after a row game, and it'll be the case tonight, at, no, no matter how late it is, because by the time the team uh, the the game starts at eight or a little bit after eight, uh, it'll be over a little after ten. They'll be out of there probably around between eleven fifteen and eleven thirty. There's a 25-minute bus ride over to Topeka where they get on the charter plane. Probably wheels up around 12.30 and then back in Austin between uh, 1.30 and 2 a.m. Probably wheels down close to 2 a.m. But during that time, I mean, they'll, they'll be on the plane. They'll have everything up, uh, up and, the, and, the, and the grad assistants and the video guys. They'll have the cut-ups working on that stuff, and they, they dive full on in. And we heard Rodney mention there in that interview that they went in at halftime, and he said, we looked at all our turnovers. And so we got to do this. So this is this is a team, uh, and and being a veteran team, as you know, they they can probably make adjustments a little quicker, having seen the video on what they need to do uh, than you might other. Because I, I don't know that you hear an awful lot. I know it happens, but you probably don't hear an awful lot of 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 teams that uh, go in and study film at halftime. Nor usually it's you're, you're hydrating and and they do that, and then there's some. There's there's some teaching and going over things, and they do that as well. But there's also that video study in the 15 minutes of halftime that they have to make sure they're prepared to go out and make the adjustments they have to make in the second half. Something that's really stood out, Craig. So this is the third win under Rodney Terry in Big 12 play that Texas has rallied back from a double-digit deficit at one point. They were down double digits to TCU, to Tech, and then to K-State on the road. And I think this goes back to something I mentioned after the Baylor game, because if you look at all of those games and the Baylor game, there was a point where, where they get down or, or, or maybe a little bit behind. I know Baylor, they were leading at halftime. But the way this team comes out in the second half, that speaks to exactly what you're talking about. And we've talked about you know the job Fireball and the video team does. It's outstanding. And making halftime adjustments and coming out in the second half, uh, playing with your hair on fire to get a couple of quick buckets. But it started for Texas late in the first half, right before halftime, when Jabari Rice initiated contact on that three, got the three free throws. When he goes to the line, they're down 14. 
by the 15-04 mark in the second half, it's a one-point game. So you so by the so you're down 14 in the final second of the first half. From that point until the 15-04 mark, you outscored them 17 to four. So all of that's a, that that the we talk about all the time, Craig. How you end the half and then like that first for Texas, it's been like that first you know four to six minutes of the second half where they've really really put a dent either in a deficit or been able to extend the lead in these and, games. And we'll, yeah, and we'll hear from uh, Christian Bishop uh, regarding the issue of even getting down in the first half. And uh, we'll hear from him uh, in the next hour talking about that, about, um, you know, it's not like they're planning to do it. It's not like they try to do it that way, to dig themselves a hole. But for whatever reason, sometimes they're not hitting shots early. I had had a flurry of text from people in in the first half going, my goodness, what's going on? And and I kept saying, there's two things. missing shots and turnovers and those are the big deals missing shots and turnovers i said they're going to come back they have to clean that up well they cleaned up the turnovers and then shots started falling and part of the reason shots started falling obviously going inside to bishop who was scoreless and without a rebound in the first half you and i had the same amount of points and rebounds as christian bishop at halftime yeah. and and then in the second half he had 14 points and six boards and five of those were offensive rebounds and he just kind of got comfortable, and they started working the ball. They were able to punch holes in the zone and even in man because K-State alternated between man and zone, and they were able to find alleys and pathways through that. And I thought that was really important. Yeah, I want to bring up one thing real quick from Twitter. Remember, Craig, we were talking last week. I I talked to Kevin Flaherty, who does a really good job covering national college basketball for us at 24-7. Kevin talks to coaches all over the league, and he said the consensus thing about Texas has been you know, Big 12 coaches aren't ready to say this team is the best or that team is the best in this league. But what the, what he had heard on Texas was they've been the most consistent team in the league. And this was before the K-State game. So at uh, KSU underscore fan on Twitter does a really good job of putting together Big 12 statistics for football and basketball. And he's breaking it down right now because Oklahoma State's at 500 now. They're at 5-5 five five in the league. So basically he's breaking it down between the top seven and the bottom three. I don't think it takes a, you know, a brain surgeon to figure out what the bottom three is. It's West Virginia, Oklahoma, Texas Tech right now with 3-7, and 2-8, and 1-9 and nine as their league records. But he makes this, uh, this uh, take, Craig. He's got this take from, from the data, and, and this is exactly what we were talking about. Every top seven team has had a rough stretch besides Texas, which shows why they're at the top of the league. Kansas State now has lost three straight and four of six in the league. K, uh, KU has lost three straight and now four of five. Iowa State lost three of six at one point. Baylor lost three straight early. Oklahoma State lost four of five early. That's every top seven team in the league has had that. And we talked about it going when this team got ready to go to Manhattan, coming off of the loss in Knoxville. Uh, really, we talked about it the Monday of the Baylor game. Every Big 12 team had gone through that stretch. I felt like if Texas is going to go through it, this is going to be it with three or four on the road facing really good teams. And the AP poll comes out at the top of the hour. We'll see where everybody's ranked. But I figured that was going to be the stretch. Craig, at the very worst, they're going to split this stretch. And if you're coming out of this thing at 3-1, and one, man, you set yourself up really, really nice to to try to go get you a conference championship in the in the last half of conference play. Yeah, because if for no other reason, as you point out, Jeff, uh, they would be through the most difficult part of the road schedule. They still have to go to Waco, and Lubbock is never a guarantee, even if it's difficult 
as uh, a season as Texas Tech has been. Just ask Iowa State since they blew a 23-point lead with just over 12 minutes to go there last Wednesday. Still have to go to go go to those two places. Uh, they still have to play Iowa State at home. But in terms of the road things, uh, and they still have to go to Fort Worth. Uh, but in terms of the road situation, it's it they will have been past the the biggest, most difficult test: Ames, uh, Manhattan. And Lawrence, they would have, and then even Morgantown is not a bit, and then a sweep of Oklahoma, the state of Oklahoma. So they will have been past the most difficult part of it. Uh, but you know, there's still a lot of work to do. We've all talked about how uh, how tough uh, this league is on a night in, night out basis, and I'm sure we'll see that. And I think most of the, are you ready for this, Jeff? Here it comes bracketological prognostication. There you go. You like those? Um, most of those. Most of those that have come out, uh, that have Texas as a two seed now. And I've seen three, and uh, three of them all have Texas as a two seed. And I think two of the uh, prognostications have the Longhorns uh, playing in Denver uh, in the first round, and, uh, and first and second round, and I think I've also seen – uh, what was the other play? Birmingham was the other one that I'd seen. Actually, so, I've got an update on that, Craig. Uh, because Jerry Palm updated his bracket within the hour. Excellent. He's got Texas on the one line right now. Well, he had them at the top of the two line going into the weekend, so I guess I'm not surprised by that. I think I think Joe Lenardi had Texas on the bottom of the two line, mm-hmm. and and Jerry had him at the top of the two line, so he's got him as a one seed, huh? And, and playing in where? Uh, Birmingham. Yeah, just like in 03. Uh, same type deal there. Uh, Jerry, so, Jerry Palm's number ones right now are Purdue, Alabama, Kansas, and Texas. Okay, all right. Well, there you go. Okay, uh, and again, it's a it's a long, long way to go. But I'll tell you what, you'd rather be in that situation than than not. I can remember some years, in some recent years, where uh, you know where I just um, you know didn't didn't look at the uh, bracketological prognostication because so they weren't good uh, for Texas anyway. So I didn't I didn't even bother to 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 look at it right now, and uh, and looking at how Joe Lenardi has just updated his, he says the Big Twelve is clearly proving itself the best conference in the country. I think we all kind of knew that anyway. And uh, his updated projections still have Texas as a two in Denver. Uh, playing Eastern Washington, uh, which would be your big Sky Conference champion. And then uh, if they win that matching up with the winner of a 7-10 matchup between Missouri and USC. So that's what he does have Oklahoma State in the field, Jeff, in, in Dayton in in the play-in uh, against Nevada in an 11. And he's got West Virginia in the field as an 11. Oklahoma no longer in the field uh, there. Is that Joe, that's Joe Lenardi's? That's Joe Lenardi's. Yeah, Jerry Palm has uh, his first four – He's got Arkansas, Clemson, Oklahoma State, and West Virginia. Okay. Uh, so, and actually Oklahoma, not even on the first four out for Jerry Palm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's tight. He does have uh, Texas A&M in the first four out and Oklahoma in the first four out. Uh, he did. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how that is going forward.